All right, welcome to the crew show, everybody, with a brand new set in the background. Hope you guys are enjoying uh, the new set. Um, Lo Neal is going to join us. We're having a little technical difficulties, but we're working it out in the back room, as they say. In the back room. Welcome to the Pig and a Pickle Krug Show on a Wednesday night. Normally, this is our caller show with uh, Kev Kruger. Um, I'm going to put the link in the description right now, um, and we will we will see if we can if we can get low. I'm I I badly want to get low dialed in here because Low and I, of course, are co-host on the 49er pregame show, which you can check out on 95.7 The Game, and this week uh, we'll be doing it on Christmas. That's right, 3 o'clock on Christmas from the Santa Clara Hilton leading you into the Niners and the Ravens and, man, the game of the year. Maybe one of the games of the year. If not, if the Niner-Philly game wasn't the game of the year, if the if the Philly-Kansas City game wasn't the uh, game of the year, then it's Niners-Ravens. So we'll do we'll do this. We'll start with your calls, and um, hopefully we can. My my good buddy Len can get get Loneal dialed up, and if he can, we will talk football with Loneal. I got a bunch of questions I want to ask Loneal. Um, Lo, I think is a I always oh, I always introduce him on the show as the future Hall of Fame fullback, and um, and because I think he's one of the greatest fullbacks that ever played the game. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, he is fantastic, or he was fantastic, and, uh, you know, as physical as it gets. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting low on here. We're going to try to do stuff on the regular going forward with the great low Neil. Um, but let's hit the calls. Let's hit the calls right here until Lowe's in the house. Big Moezy's in the house. Alan's in the house. But we're going to start with Franco because his camera is up, and he is ready. What's up, Franco? How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. What's going on on your uh, on your on your uh, Wednesday night? As uh, tomorrow we'll be down in Santa Clara doing all the Niners stuff. We got a lot going on tomorrow, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, right into the the Christmas Eve holiday, right into Christmas on Sun on Monday. Um, but you getting ready for the holiday? Yes, sir. Getting ready for the holidays. Going to be with some family. So, yeah, man. Enjoying the time. Nice. So what's on your mind tonight, man? Normally, Kev would be here, but, you know, the kid, the kid, uh, uh, you know, his girlfriend's down in Southern California. And and uh, she's like, hey, why don't you come down here and and uh, spend some time before the holidays with my family and meet them? Or actually, oh, he's met, he's met a them traitor. before. So he's what a traitor. He flew down to John Wayne and he's uh, visiting down there with uh, with them. Um, but what do you think? Oh man, uh, I mean, I'm I'm still recovering from this last weekend, man. I made that journey out to Arizona, Did and you? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was quite the weekend, man. Uh, the night before, uh, me and my homie were out there, and uh, you know we're just trying to hit the clubs, trying to see what's up with the girls out there. What do you think? See you know. Oh, it was great, but uh, maybe around one or two o'clock, uh, <clears throat> straight up got arrested, man. Oh no! Yeah, not For not the, the not the fighting. No, 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 no. That's not me, nah. Uh, public, it was just uh, public drunkenness. 
No, well, that and trespassing. So it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> get you. Not, not my proudest moment, you know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I'd like happens. to say I, I'd like to say that I've, I, I, I can't relate, but sadly, I can. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It I, happens, you know, man. So there, back in the day, we partied pretty hard. Yeah. Um, no. And, yeah. This. Shit. And you know, you look up, and all of a sudden, uh, it's four o'clock in the morning, and you're in a drunk tank. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So threw me in there, uh -oh. had me in, and I was just hoping I didn't uh, miss the game because they had me in there all night. So I got out of there right at 10 o'clock. I hit up my homie. I said, hey, man, come and pick me up. We got to head to this game. So he went and got me. We picked up some beers on the way, pre-gamed in, uh, in the parking lot, and then uh, headed right up into the game, man, and the game was something special. It was. It was all Niners, especially in that second half. Oh, yeah. It was all Niners, man. And, man, seeing that Mooney Ward pick uh, live was something else, man. It Which was one? just like a. The first the one first or the one. second one? The first one. The first one was crazy, man. Um, you know, so, so uh, the first one was just, it was the fourth and three play, right? Yep. Fourth and and, three. and trying to fit it into the. Tight trying end. to fit it into the window. He was yeah. sitting in a zone, read the quarterback's eyes, jumped the route, it was, took it to the house. And he was like I mean, shot he, out of a cannon. Shot out of a cannon. It was unbelievable, man, because as he's throwing it, I'm already looking ahead to uh, where he's throwing it to. And I said, oh, he's trying to fit into the window. And then here comes Mooney just bink, on a line, just picks it off, and then he's gone. It was unbelievable, man. So what's, that, what's the old excursion for the weekend? What's it going to set you back? Well, how much money is he going to set you back? I got court in a month, okay, so I'll figure it out then. Cameron should be. Uh, Lo Neal, we can, we can hear Lo Neal. I can hear you, but I can't see you. This camera? <laughs> you got to activate your camera. Uh, yeah, the camera's, uh, yeah, it's the camera's on. Let me turn it to move it on. Move, I, I got it on the camera era. era. Now, I've turned it, now the camera's off. Okay. Now I'm going camera on. Let me see. Here, mess with that for a little bit. I'll put you back okay. in the green room. Low. We'll, 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 we'll get this right. Uh, so we got the great low Neil audio, but now we need the great, great low Neil video. Um, yep. So Franco, give me your prediction on, on what we're going to see on Sunday on Monday. I should say Monday night. Um, going to handle the Ravens. Uh, yeah, do you feel think, nervous think... about this one at all? The Ravens are running the ball. It's the number one rushing attack. Niners have not stopped the run. These uh, the last couple games. How concerned are yeah. you? You know, uh, I'm concerned about the missed tackles. That's the biggest thing that I noticed uh, with James Conner um, uh, against the Cardinals. So, man, if we could if we could take care of those missed tackles, you know, I think what makes me feel a little bit better about this is uh, no uh, no Keaton Mitchell for the Ravens. So Done for that, that was a nasty injury. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. I didn't see it, but I have I had him on my fantasy team. I was I was touting that kid since August. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I loved no, him. He's, he's a super burner. He's tiny but he's kind of he's 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 kind of thick and um yeah. he you know the guy runs four four and he was yeah. going to be a real handful for the niners to me when i saw that i thought oh my goodness that's things are really breaking well for the 49ers uh, as far as the injuries because yeah. that's their main guy i mean they still got gus edwards but that's like their goal line guy keaton mitchell was their big play you know he's going to break it open for 60 yards and nobody's going to touch him so we don't have to worry about that as much so, um, yeah, man, I, you know, I feel a little bit better about it. Um, of course, I think the Niners are going to walk away with this one. 
You know, I think uh, I think it's going to be a run heavy game, though. I'm seeing a lot of uh, I think CMC is going to have have the day that uh, we all think he's going to have. I think well, uh, that. Yeah, they, they see. I mean, here's the thing. This, this to me is where the MVP gets decided. If CMC's yeah. dominant, um, maybe he wins it. If Purdy throws for three bills and the Niners win big, maybe Purdy gets it. And if yeah. the Niners lose and Lamar has some monster 100-yard rushing, 280 yards passing game, maybe he wins it. Yeah, no, that's I think true. this game's gonna have here. this game's gonna have kind of a huge. The, you know, the fallout from this game, I think, is going to determine the MVP. Franco, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll am i let you get going, bro, but uh, yes, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, you know, all I can say is um, I've been there. I've been yeah. there. If we ever hey. meet face-to-face, we can go into greater detail on my wild <laughs> night that got me in the in the tank. But um, Sounds like but a plan. Don't get down on yourself, bro. Yeah. Oh, no, never that. Never that. There you go. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Franco, have a great night, man. Yeah, man, you as well. There you go. Franco in the house. Um. Okay. Now, we got a, we got a bunch of people, including Loneal in the back, but I can't get to Loneal because Loneal's camera is not activated yet. Um, Len's working on Loneal's camera. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. We'll take Big Mo easy. Larry. Yeah, there we go. Me, and I'm just here to interrupt. I'm not Loneal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Well, what you happened? should have him in there. If the camera's not working right now, just have the letter pop up and just have him talking, at least to be part of the show. He can hear you. You can participate with that for the meanwhile. It's a new computer. There's some issues. Nothing that's going to be solved in the next five minutes, but it'll help you roll along with the show. You don't think we you don't think we'll be able to add the audio or add the video? Mm, no. I mean, he's you can hear us right here through the computer right now, can't you, Lo? Okay. I can absolutely guys, hear you guys. Here. I can hear you loud and clear. Hey, I, what's I got you, Big Mo? I can see you. I can see you there, Larry. I got you guys, but I just you guys can't see my beautiful face. And I was looking pretty today for you, Larry, as well. Whoa, just- seriously. I mean, we're having a hard time with the video today. Is there's no there's no button we can hit. It usually you have to uh, you have to um, say yes, allow allow video. I know, Larry. You know what I'm gonna do, Larry. I'm even gonna do better, one better than that. I'm gonna take a picture and let you see what I'm seeing. And it's crazy because my camera's on, the lights on, and uh, I'm getting no action. And that's what's really crazy, Larry. I just sent you a picture. You can see I'm sitting in front of my camera. I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm even doing a little video, letting you see a little video. And I, I'm, I got my in the camera button now. Watch this, Larry. I'm even videoing for you, and I'm gonna press the little you know, camera, you'll see mm. the little camera here. And, and it's, it's interesting that it's not going now. I just stopped my camera. And, well, let's uh, do this. We'll, we'll do this. Cause we want to do this on the regular. Let's we'll, we'll, we'll just have you in the audio form sure. of for now. And right now this is our caller show. So what we'll do is we'll go through some of the calls and then we'll get into some of the other topics, but let me, let me bring in big Mo easy from Vegas. Uh, big Mo easy. Good to see you, brother. How are you? I'm great, brother. I'm great. I'm great. Man, Lo, I wish I could see you, man. Say hi to the great Lo Neal, the future Hall of Fame fullback in the house. A.K.A. the juggernaut. Hey, hey, brother, I love it, the juggernaut. Bro, I wish. Trust me, we're going to start doing this weekly. I told told my guy, Larry, man, I said, man, we got to start. We got to do this weekly. I got to get in with the people and hang out with you. Me and Larry, we love the pregame show. But, man, just come on the site, being able to meet with you fans and just hang out, man. I love talking X's and O's with Big Larry, man. So, uh, pleasure's all mine, my brother. Pleasure's all mine. Bang, bang, nine again. 
There we go. Bang, bang. Let's go. Big Mo Easy Low joins us from Vegas, where uh, the backstory here is that Big Mo's girl is like, you know, hey, get out on the patio. So Big, <laughs> Big Mo, Big Mo's girl has banished him to the patio for this for this call. Uh, wow. But Big Mo's been a regular with us since we started doing the video calls. Uh, Big Mo, Kev's in uh, my son Kevin, by the way, normally does the show with me, uh, Low. And by the way, Kev will be our engineer on on monday for our 95 7 the game pregame show he's going to engineer oh, great it. so i'm bringing him because i don't trust myself to be able to technically do the whole thing and uh so he will join us and you'll get a chance to meet him uh on sunday because i are monday because i know you haven't met uh the great kev but kev is down at his girl's place um you know doing a little christmas holiday with her so he couldn't be here tonight for the call-in show but big mo is here his perfect record is intact. And Big Mo, what do you think? How, how do you feel about Niners Ravens this week? Man, I feel good about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, we uh, we got out of our rut. We're looking strong. Um, I am concerned about the run D, you know what I mean? But, you know, once we get Armstead and Hargrave, Batman, I'm not really worried about it too much. You know what I mean? However, we right. do need to understand that the Ravens are the number one rushing team out there. So they're really going to test us. You know what I'm saying? And Lamar is no joke. Let's be honest. Everybody know that, though. I ain't got to tell anybody that. Everybody know that. <laughs> that part. Man. Yeah. Well, what do you think of Lamar? I mean, you know, I was just saying that before we connected here that I think whoever goes off in mon on Monday night, whether it be CMC, if it's Brock Purdy, or if it's Lamar, um, this is like the MVP bowl. I really believe that that whoever goes off Monday night's getting that bowl, getting that MVP. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Larry. I think that this game is the MVP bowl. You have three candidates that's up for the MVP, and you know Purdy, of course, Lamar, and, and you know, and McCaffrey. I, I, you know what? I don't know about this game, though, Larry. You know, and I, and I kind of like what he was saying about because Baltimore's running the ball, but my question is this. You and I talked about it last week, and, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I was off on Green Bay, but what did I tell you? I told you. Philadelphia is in trouble. And I told you they were going to be in trouble even against Seattle. You remember we had yeah, the conversation? Yeah. I kind of told you they didn't, knew they weren't going to beat the Niners, but I said Seattle was going to give them hell. And I thought Seattle would win this game. Now, with that being said, fast forward. What is the Niners? Now, now of course, MVP. That's what it's about. This is the MVP bowl. But what does the Niners really have to play for? Isn't this, couldn't this possibly be a repeat of, of the Super Bowl? When you think about Right now, the AFC and NFC, I think this could be possible. Preview, the Super Bowl preview between Niners Ravens. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, I, I I think it's very possible. I, I here's my question, and maybe this is the bigger question for all of us to break down: Who is that team in the AFC? Who is the big team in the AFC? Is it the Ravens? They got a great defense. They've got Lamar. Is it Miami? They got Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he could be the MVP. It's the is Bills. It, is it is it Buffalo? Is it Kansas City? How about Kansas City? I mean, I'll say this: as long as Kansas City's got Chris Jones, Mahomes, and Reed, they scare the hell out of me. Kansas City got too much dropsies. They receive yes. catch for crap. They don't have. A, I'm with you, brother. The receiver. They don't have a go-to receiver. I'm with you. Same church, same proof. I would take Kansas City, Larry, if they had a receiver. I think the Ravens, you have to give them an edge. Miami, come on, Tyreek Hill, we understand who he is. But can Tua, when the game is on the line, 
I don't trust Tua. So I don't think that, and I think you look at Buffalo, Buffalo teams that scares me probably the most in the AFC because Buffalo, Josh Allen, has got that team in his defense in the run game, watching Cook and watching those running backs and watching the way they played. Buffalo's, you know, trending in the right direction. But I, I think you got to give the edge to Baltimore. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how who, who is the team in the AFC. I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think Miami got a chance really because uh, if you really look at it, man, their linebacker core is really depleted right now. So they can put up a lot of points, but they're not going to really be able to stop a lot of people either right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Miami, it's like if it, 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 it's predicated on their defense coming, you know, showing up. And I don't know what their defense is going to give them. You're right. Um, that's 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 kind of the question mark with Miami. But I mean, Miami, it seemed like before that Titans game, their defense was rolling. They looked pretty good. Um, and since, you know, and, and then they looked, were flat. Man, they were flat that night against against Tennessee. And I just, I don't know. I mean, to me, Miami what? against the Niners would be a great show, but I just don't know if I trust Miami's defense. If, if I had to, I, I would, but I have no idea who it is. It, whether you can't it's Miami. Bet against Kansas City. I, you can't bet it. It's hard to bet against I know. Kansas City. But I'm going to ask you guys, both you guys, what is the Niners playing for this Sunday? This Monday night. Tell me uh, when when you think about what's at stake with the injury bug and the things that are going taking place. Tell me, would you how would you prepare for this? Larry, put yourself in the gyms. Are you saying I'm going all out because of the MVP or do I want my do you want to risk Hargrave? These guys get injured, or do you say these next three games after this? Doesn't the schedule fair for the Niners better how, how do you guys look at this what do they have to win right now well I mean they got to go two and one in the in the final three right they got to get two more wins um I think this is a big game for a statement win agree I, I you know you do have a couple of weeks before the playoffs um I would I would see I would take inventory I'm not putting anybody out there hurt but anybody who can go I want to I want to see them go would you uh, play Armstead? Would Arm, I mean, knowing Armstead's kind of injured, would you play now because you know where you're at? Do you play Armstead? Do you? Play I would Armstead? sit him. I would sit him. Honestly, I would sit him because I need him for the playoffs. You know what I mean? And like yeah. I said, I mean, even if we lose to Baltimore, honestly, like we can win one of the next two. You know what I mean? We if we can't do that as a team, then I don't know even know what the f we talking about. <laughs> I know it's such a tough call because I mean, there's also Green Law too. It's like. I, I, you know, they need to, they need all hands on deck to stop the run, but, um, it, oh, low, low wait a second. What's happening, my guy? Wait a second, low. Are we getting a picture? Wait a second. Let me see if I can add low here. We're back. I, I switched out computers. I changed the Mac for a Dell, a Dell for a Mac, and I'm back. I turn one off, turn one on. Now you get to see me, baby. Oh, that's right, that. baby. Welcome, welcome. Hey, look man. Look at Low Neil. Look at in the house. house. Everybody recognizes the jogger. Okay, okay let me let me give you your proper intro because um, you know the youngins. Uh, you know I know you, and and Big Mo knows you, but this is YouTube. So YouTube, you know, there's a chance that the young, the younger set, as they say, may not know a lot about Low Neil. But Lo Neal is one of the greatest fullbacks that ever played in this league, ladies and gentlemen. From Lamore High School in Lamore through Fresno State, the man who used to be able to do the splits at 5'11", 250, <laughs> do the splits, is now just a 
you know, the, the native of Hanford, California in his early fifties, but looking, looking outstanding prison guard arms, two time, first team, all pro one time, second team, all pro four time pro bowl fullback. Oh, two, oh, five, oh, six, oh, seven, a member of the NFL's two thousands, all decade team. Going back to Fresno State, he was all Big West, not just once, but twice. They retired his number 22 down in Fresno. Uh, his Bulldog jersey is in the rafters. He played with the Raiders, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Titans, the Bucks, the Jets, the Saints. The man has done it all. Fourth round pick. Uh, by the Saints back in the day. If only the Saints were smart enough to keep you your whole career. Um, and what can I say? And now radio legend and uh, and a, a guy who does a lot of TV, does a lot of radio, and uh, is, is a good friend of mine and is fantastic. Considered maybe the best blocking fullback in the history of the NFL. Corey Dillon thanks this man when he sees him. Eddie George thanks this man when he sees him. Warwick Dunn daps him up. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson says, hey, big fella. Uh, you know, well, who else did you block for? God, you know, man, you pretty much nailed them all. How about Adrian Morrell? Adrian Morrell. Adrian Morrell going back to the Jets. Exactly, exactly. They had some pretty good guys. Michael Turner, Darren Sproles. You know, we Michael the Burner Turner. Oh yes, Burner exactly. So uh, little little Sproles, who was awesome. We um, we even had a backfill in Tampa Bay called Rhino Backfill. When it was Rhino Pony, was me and work done. The Rhino Backfill was me and Mike Allstop. Called it the Rhino. Big two hundred and fifty pounds plus coming at you. So you're talking about doing near five hundred and fifty pounds coming downhill. It's just how to clean up clean up the mess man so we love it now wearing the titleist hat what do you hit what what are you hitting the ball off the tee you know 350 you know, I, you know I can get that 320 going you know it could you. Day, get a little bit more but I'm not gonna lie Larry the 320 330 that's why I'm just trying to get down the fairway I got a nice nice little draw and every now and then I'll fade that thing in there I'm hitting that you know five wood three wood hitting that over 240 250. Game's starting to improve. Watch out, Larry. I'm, that's why I'm wearing it, wearing it pride, trying to get in that, you know, the little, you know, got to get me in some of these tournaments, me and you go out there and hit the little white ball around. Let's go do it. Hey, Larry, Larry, wait a minute, wait a minute, bro. How are we just going to pass over that rhino backfield, though, bro? Oh, How are we just going to pass over that, dude? Bro, Seriously. that's a move, bitch, get out the way type shit, man. <laughs> like, let's go. You know what I'm saying, dude? I was so I was so fascinated with out of here. I'm fascinated with the title of that. I'm I'm you know I'm sitting there thinking you know Low and I need to play some golf. What we need to do is we need to set Low up with a sweet light and a get and a setup and the whole deal because Low's going to be a YouTube star before it's all said and done. Um, and Low's going to be in your presence, my brother. Well, and Low's going to join us on the regular presence of greatness right here. You see, I got greatness on both sides. You feel me? What's that? Well, exactly, and let's and let's change this up because this is the goddamn Krug show. I mean, let's just make this for what this is. There we go. <laughs> Jimbo in the chat says, "Damn, Lowe's handsome." Let's get it, Krug. Come on, baby. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I even I there was so much uh, distraction earlier that I didn't get to one of the early chats that I got to get to because one of my one of my fraternity brothers from Sac State. First of all, this guy jumps in. 
with Clown Man. Says, Larry, drink some flipping water, man. He's like, uh, is it drying you out? I see some white stuff around the corners of your mouth. <laughs> what a second. Easy. Easy, <laughs> man. Uh, they got jokes. Seriously, everybody's everybody's a comedian. Two drink minimum. Tip your waitresses. Um, then I said, I told, I said everybody, sold everybody. I said, hey, just waiting on low. And immediately the crowd's like, <laughs> we got this one from Niner Gang. Don't blame Lorenzo, Larry. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, I said um, y'all owe me twenty push-ups, man. Hey, partiness <laughs> is not tolerated around here. <laughs> Mike, Mike Rossi says best blocking fullback I have ever seen. So there you go. But best blocking fullback of all time. Um, okay, but my man Chuck Dedeker is in the house as well, and I haven't talked. I haven't talked to Chuck in a while, and I got to throw his chat up on the board. Where is he? Where's Where's my man Chuck? Um, I'll look for that, but um, I'm I'm feeling like this game could be a one-sided game. Now, I know a lot of people would say, no, my God, don't jinx it, this and that, um, but I don't, I think the way the 49ers are playing right now, I don't see anybody, uh, here it is, here's my man Chuck Dedeker, he says, what's up, brother Kruger? Chuck, good to see you, bro, seriously, good to see you, great Chuck Dedeker, everybody. Let's give it up for the great Chuck Dedeker, who's Whoa. who's as good a as good a guy as there's ever been. Whoa, um, <laughs> and then, by the way, the first first guy that we had on, Franco, uh, sp- he went to the Niner Cardinal game low, wound up in the drunk tank. I said, well, I, I said, well, what happened? He's like, well, there was this thing called trespassing. So you know, and I told him, I said, I've been there before. And then uh, Niner Empire says self-incriminating on the Krug show. Yeah, I, I can't. I won't tell that story. I can't tell that story, but it's a good one. Oh, it's a good one. Um. Anyway, wh- how, are you guys thinking this is going to be close? Are you thinking that this is going to be? Um. I mean, I know Ravens are going to come in focused. We know they've got a really, really good run D de- or um, defense overall. I mean, Michael Pierce in the middle is like three fifty-five. Uh, Travis Jones, the big kid from uh, from uh, UConn, is like three thirty. They've got Patrick Queen. Uh, they've got Roquan Smith. Is this the best defense the Niners have gone against, or would you say Brown's defense is better? How do you guys view this one? Well, can I just say this real quick? I would yeah. say that as far as for what the Niners have faced, I honestly thought that. Uh, within the last three games that we faced the toughest opponents with the Eagles, the Cowboys, all the tough opponents that we faced, you know what I mean? And now going to be the Ravens. I honestly thought that the Ravens out of everybody would give us the toughest problem. You know what I mean? Only because of their run game is so solidified. You know what I mean? And that is one of our weaknesses, stopping mobile quarterbacks and stopping the run up the gut. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it is what it is, but you know, we got another push baby. Let's go. Bang, bang, nine again. Hey, you know what they say? If you're afraid, get a dog. Um, Lo, what do you think? Is this? Do you? How do? You, what kind of game are we getting Monday night? Is it going to be hard, really close, hard-fought game, low-scoring game? Or, I mean, there was a stat that I saw that the Niners, when they have a healthy CMC, a healthy Purdy, and a healthy Debo, they're eighteen and zero. They're averaging thirty-five a game, and and Purdy's got like forty-four touchdowns in those 18 games and like four picks. So are we, is it much to do about nothing? And as long as the Niners roll those guys out there, they're going to blow doors off the Ravens or do you see a tight game? Well, I think if the Niners are healthy, I think the Niners are just better. 
and I think they really are a better team. I don't think if the Niners aren't healthy, I just don't know what how much because I'm telling you, as as a player and as a guy who played this game, you looked at that. Don't think the Niners wasn't watching Seattle and in Philadelphia the other night. Don't think that coaches would tell you, oh, we, no, no, no. Yeah, they're going to take care of business because that's the way the Niners think and that's the way they operate. But you can't tell me that every guy wasn't watching that game and don't think there was a big sigh of relief because now you're in control and you have one game to lose. I'm telling you, mentally, the mindset is it's that's going to be interesting just to see how Shanahan's able to keep these guys ready to play. Because if they go out there and they get blown out, it wouldn't surprise me if the Niners got beat because I know that that's not the best. So I think fans should be they should be like chill. I'm like, OK, cool. We know that they were saving. They want guys healthy. They didn't play a lot of guys. They didn't want to injure any guys. So they stayed. They said, let's play cautious. But if they go out there and still doesn't hold guys back and they go out and play, that's even that much better because the Ravens have more to play for, in my opinion. Ravens know that they got, they're trying to get home field advantage. They need it. The Niners have less to play for. So I think you're going to get a Ravens team that's fired up. And Lamar Jackson is going to get his. You're not going to shut Lamar Jackson down. I'm just going to tell you, I don't care what defense is. He's, he's too good of an athlete. He's just too creative. He has too many skills. So he's going to get his, but I really do believe that the Niners are a better team. So you're asking me, what do I think? It's hard for me, Larry, to understand kind of the mindset and what Shanahan is preaching in that locker room. Because I think it's about MVP. Who's going to be the MVP? Because we know the MVP is going to be playing Monday, whether it's on Ravens team or it's the two guys on the Niners team. So that we know for sure. I just don't know the mindset that Shanahan's going to have these guys. Is it staying injury-free? Is it preparing for the playoffs, the big push? That's the question that I think that people need to be asking. Yeah, that might be the question that I ask Shanahan tomorrow. I'm going to be down there. Um, how are you guys going to play this play your hand of cards? Big Mo, we got a bunch of people in the green room. I'll give you final word before we say goodnight. All right, let me just say this, man. You are no longer Purdy Pimp. You are. <laughs> you are the purdy profit thank you there you, you go are the purdy profit because you know what there's a reason why he got to see on his chest man i'm so tired of people talking about this game manager shit you know what i mean it's like let's t- let's put it in a business perspective okay as a manager you either manage your business or you mismanage your business so if you're managing your business that means you're doing the right things and everyone is succeeding guess what that's what Brock Purdy is doing. And if you don't like it, man, get the F out of here because there's one more thing I got to say before we leave. And I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget it. The only reason why we cheer for the name on the back of the jersey is because the name on the front of the jersey. So just Love remember it. that. Love it. So just remember that. You know what I mean? Big remember Mo. That, people. Big Mo normally signs us Mo, off with. Man. Oh, yeah. Come on, bro. You know I ain't going to forget it, baby. Okay. I appreciate you guys. Merry Christmas. Lo, you the man. And guess what? Pig in a pickle, baby. <laughs> Big Mo. Easy. Big Mo. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, brother. Good to see you. Um, We've got one super here from Frank Tom Ocean who says, Mr. Neil. Oh, look at that. Look at you. You're getting a Mr. Neil. I got a Mr. Neil. Wow. Mr. Up, Neil brother? used to love having you on my team in Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love That's it. Keep great. using me, baby. 
They got me on the Legends game now. I'm still in there at the Legends. <laughs> Get start play play in the snow and go no huddle and just run the hell out of the ball. Yeah, there we go. We what we bring in the great Digital Drew to the house. Digital Drew, how are you, brother? Good to see you. Hey, doing great, Larry. Uh, first. Uh, Lorenzo Neal, are, are you shitting me right now? Uh, Merry uh, Christmas. I love the outfit, Drew. So let, me yeah, tell, let, me tell, let me tell who Lo Neal, who Digital Drew is. Digital yeah. Drew is one of the creators of the video game Mortal Kombat. Oh, wow. And he, he's got Mortal Kombat going over his left shoulder there. Um, he also is coming to us live from the Windy City. He's a Chicago guy. Uh, one of the only towns that Lo didn't play for. Didn't play for the Bears. Right. But uh, but go ahead, Digital Drew. I, I, I shouldn't interrupt. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, it, thank you for the introduction. I appreciate it. Mr. Kruger. Now, Mr. Neal, holy crap. I don't geek out all that often. Given what I do, I do get to meet a lot of, like, celebs and stuff. And normally it's just like, hey, how you doing? But you, dude, you... All right, I was a fullback since the age of seven. And when I was coming yes. into my own in high school and into college, it was like, okay, who? I modeled my game after Rathman, but then I saw how you were just trucking fools. And I was like, all right, he brings the pain and he makes you question whether you really love this game. So I was like, I got to do it like that. I got to bring the heat, bring the pain, and just crush it. Come on, look who you blocked for. You know, uh, LT, Allstott, Dylan, Eddie George. And Willis McGahee was another one yes. uh, right at the end there. I mean, come on. It, it, okay, so we have some of the best backfields ever, and you're at the front of it. That is no accident, sir. So it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Pleasure is all mine, Mr. Drew. I really appreciate it. And you're absolutely right. The one statement that I can honestly say that he's absolutely right, Larry, when he said, you make people make a decision. Do I really want to play this game? When you're a fullback and you're going at guys like that and you're hitting them, trust me, they have to make a choice. Should I stick my head in there? Am I going to cut you? Am I going to get out of the way? I'm going to try to allay you. I love it, Drew. You know what you're talking about, baby. You're putting it down. Drew, oh, yeah. uh, let me tell you, I wish we could have had this segment on TV. But <laughs> th when the Niners played the Bengals three, four, five weeks ago now, it seems like wow. an eternity. almost seems like a different life ago, actually, the way that game went. <laughs> but Lo and I do the, do the radio pregame show. We had on the radio pregame show Icky Woods. So I got yeah. oh. Lo Neal and Icky Woods and Joe Kelly, the linebacker from the Bengals. Yes. They joined us that day. Oh. And, man, we were having a good old time. Those guys were telling stories. We're telling stories about Ronnie. We, you remember Ronnie smoking Icky oh, in, the, yeah. in Super Bowl twenty three? I yeah. brought it up to Icky. Icky what did he I, say? Oh, well, he, he, he owned it. I mean, Icky's awesome. Icky, Icky dealt out as many blows as he, he took, for sure. I even got up from the table and did a little bit of the – shuffle i did the whole icky shuffle for him um man it was it was one of my favorite segments that i think i've ever done and we had a great old time i wish well we could have filmed it i wish we could have put it on youtube because uh, that segment would have been a youtube hall of fame segment because those guys were having a good old time we were having a good old time and um icky woods is he's i mean he was a hell of a player but he was a hell of a character too Oh, yeah, quite the character. He was never quite the same after Ronnie sent his regards. Not Red that wedding day. style. Not that. Right? It was, that was Ronnie's well, day, not Icky's day. Well, even after that, like, he was he was just never the same. I think he just heard footsteps, still had Ronnie in his dreams. You know, I mean, that can happen to guys. I'm sure Lo can talk about that. There's hits that you take that make you question, you know, your life choices. That was definitely one of them, and I think we saw that. Ronnie definitely just 
absolutely plowed them. That was I one of the greatest. That was one of the biggest hits in the history of the Super Bowl. There's no doubt in my mind. Icky was running with authority that day. Ronnie hit him up high, and Icky didn't run the same the rest of that day. Lo, if I if I say to you the biggest collision you've ever had in football wearing pads, college, pro, special teams, scrimmage, uh, blocking, running, just the biggest hit because God knows there's been a lot of them. Which yeah. one stands out? Well, I, I tell you, man, I had some great great collisions, and there's a bunch of them. One of the guys that I tell you gave me fits, man. He welcomed me into the league, Jesse Tubble. Atlanta Falcons. Mm. I remember playing with the Saints. Jesse Tubble was short. Under get under me. He was short, just like I was. Compact, and he could unload. 5'11", 240. Jesse Tubble was a man, and I'm telling you right now, that was a guy. But I'm gonna tell you, with me, it was the Dome Patrol going to practice, going against Bon Johnson, Sam Mills, Ricky Jackson. You know, those guys had me ready to go. I, I couldn't have any better. You have to realize I was the only fullback at training camp, and your guy from Chicago, Brad Muster, came on the came to the to the Saints, and he's injured, so he's the only guy. So I buy these guys pizza the night before. I'm like, hey, I go up to Sam, hey man, let me get you guys a pizza. I'm the only one at practice. Take it easy. So I buy Sam Mills, Von Johnson, Ricky Jackson, City Champ. I buy them pizza for the room, and hey, hey, you know, hang out with them. The next day at practice, I'm thinking we're gonna do nine on seven. Jim Moore, we're gonna do nine on seven. I come in the first play lead. I look at over at Ricky. Hey, I'm coming. What does he do? Bam! Puts me right on my keister. I'm like, dude, what about the pizza last night? What good was it? <laughs> so I got welcomed in by the Dome Patrol, man. So it didn't matter who I went against, the Dome Patrol, bro. Tell me how can it get worse than that? You're the only fullback because the other guy's hurt, and you have to go against those guys in training camp where it's twice a day, three times a day, and you're full pads. Ricky Jackson was real, man. He had the big hit on Emmett Smith yes. in the in the playoffs um, in 94, 94 NFC title game. Vaughn Johnson, though. His head was like the size of a friggin' two watermelon. I mean, Vaughn Johnson was mean. Yeah, he was a good yeah. hitter. He was a big-time hitter. And, he, and another, he brought up Jesse Tuggle as well, who, who oh, was just bringing the heat at every play. He woke up hitting people. Yes. It's just it, it's yes. amazing. It was, a, it was a hitting time. If you loved hitting, man, man, the Niners used to bang heads in that division with William Andrews. Yes. Uh, with how you remember how physical William Andrews was as a running back? Uh, oh yeah. Who was the guy who replaced him? Was it um, Riggs? Riggs, big running back. Riggs. They had Atlanta had. Um, man, there was some hard. Scott Case was oh, a big time hitter. Case. Oh Scott my God, Case Scott here. Case! He's the one who broke my ankle, put me out my rookie year. Scott Case, safety. really? Forty-two. Yeah. yeah, Scott Case would absolutely smoke, smoke guys. Um, just a Jumpy tremendous hitter. Gathers, it was a bunch of guys in that. Jumpy Gathers, yeah, Jumpy Four Gathers, yeah. huge, huge Jumpy Gathers. Amazing. Some great. You didn't even mention Pat Swilling, right? Swilling Pat was part Swilling. of that dome, yeah. dome patrol too, off the edge. Steve Young used to talk about that. As far as you know, he just playing in that dome and you couldn't get used to the snap count. You had to go silent count. You had all those linebackers and all that second level talent. I mean, the saints with Mora had tons of second level talent. Um, and I forget the, who was the, they, they had another guy in their defensive line. That was good. It was named Warren. I forget yeah. the guy they had. Yeah, Warren, uh, number 93 Warren. Yeah. Frank uh, Warren. Was it? Yeah. Warren Just was another monster. Frank Warren, guy. Yeah. Yeah, they I mean, yeah. seriously. There was some hard hitting in the NFC West. 
Drew, what do you see for Monday? How do you feel about it? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be one of these games to where the scoreboard really won't tell the story. I think it's going to be incredibly physical. The Niners may pull away. I think they're going to get the win. This might be their most physical matchup since Cleveland. And we remember what Cleveland did. Cleveland brought the hurt. And they said, we're not intimidated by you. We're going to bring the physicality because that travels. So we're going to show up and, you know, and and really bring it to you. I think the Ravens are going to do the same thing. They are, you know, obviously last week uh, with the run and how much, uh, what, 238 yards to, to the Cardinals of all people. I do think that's an aberration. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that again. But the running game for the Ravens, they're going to get theirs. So... Probably score-wise, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see the Niners potentially get to 30, but it, it might be something like like 28-17. Um, I think it's going to be really hard fought, but it's going to be that cream rises to the top in the fourth quarter. I think that's where the skill gap is going to show itself. Um, I, I'm i not sure what to make of this game. I mean, I just I watched uh, last night the, the condensed version of Rams-Ravens, uh, the Ravens were life and death to win that game, man. The Rams played them straight up in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Khalid Rice on the in the chat says, "Yo, my guy, Neil, what's up, baby? It's Los. It's uh, Ray Rice's cousin." Oh, what's up, buddy? I forgot about Ray Rice. A block for Ray Rice over there with Baltimore. Him and Leron McClain. Ron McClain had freaking with the playoffs. He had a thousand. He had nine hundred like seventy yards rushing in the regular season. That Baltimore was a physical team I was on that year. Oh, man. And, of course, uh, we all know how things, unfortunately, finish for Ray Rice in the NFL. That was unfortunate. Um, But let me ask you guys this. Um, There's a lot of talk this week about the MVP. And, you know, I mean, the 49ers have 10 different players that are atop their positions as far as the Pro Pro Bowl fan voting is concerned. But... If you had to give an MVP right now, before Monday's Niner Ravens game, who are you giving it to? You giving it to Brock Purdy? You giving it to CMC? You giving it to Dak? You giving it to Tyreek Hill? You giving it to to uh, Lamar? Um, who's getting your MVP vote if we voted right now? For me, it's got to be Purdy. It just absolutely has to be Purdy, and I think the probably the best example. We saw what Miami did without Tyreek on the field, uh, and they still put up 40. Uh, And when given the choice of on the Niners, who do you want to have off the field? Do you want to have CMC on the sidelines, or do you want to have Purdy on the sidelines? I think, you know, nine out of ten people are going to say, you know, well, we'll take the running back on the sidelines. Uh, That's partly due to who the next man up is. I mean, the Niners have other backs where Sam Darnold scares the hell out of me. Yeah, it, he absolutely does. But there's one really interesting stat that that I saw, and it just blew my mind when I saw it. Brock Purdy is second in the NFL in passing yards, but he is 32nd in the NFL in passing attempts. I mean, when you have a quarterback putting up that kind of efficiency and productivity, it's not an accident. And without question, he's on. He's the, you know, the architect, the offensive architect. And, and the captain on the best offense in the NFL, arguably the best offense in the NFL right now. I don't know, even if you look stat for stat with uh, uh, 
you know, with Prescott CMC. Or, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, all the other quarterbacks, you know, in the league at this point. He's head and shoulders above them. Uh, both in efficiency. How many charts do we have to throw up where we see the cluster chart? And then there's Purdy way sitting way up here. Uh, he's just, he's doing things that are historic. And, you know, not only do we see it in the stats, but we also had Jerry come out today and say, he sees a lot of Montana in him, right? That's got to count for something that, okay, our eyes aren't lying. The guy who played with the man and caught passes from him is saying, yeah, this guy looks a little bit like Montana. So I don't know if that counts for anything with a lot of people voting. It should, you know, because he has more credibility than this entire chat rolled up into one and multiplied it by five. I mean, just Jerry's just amazing. Uh, so it's got to be Purdy. It's got to be Purdy. I don't think anybody else is close. I think CMC has an argument, but at the end of the day, it's going to be Purdy. Low, what do you think? I mean, if you if you had to, and by the way, more credibility than Teasy? I don't know about that. You're talking about <laughs> Jerry, Teasy, Teasy, Jerry. I'm just joking, Teasy. Um, Low Neil, what do you think? Who's your MVP? Yeah, I think it's. I just think it's interesting, and I just I think it's tough to just say McCaffrey's not in it. I understand he said it's a close second, but when you look at McCaffrey, you watch the game when they played against the Philadelphia Eagles. The first two drives, everyone's like, what's going on with the Niners? McCaffrey didn't touch the ball. Right. Once he touched the ball, McCaffrey is the fire. And I think that Purdy is the gasoline. Once you once, once you got to have McCaffrey to light the fire. And then you just pour Purdy, and then he keeps the fire going. He's the gasoline. But when you think about McCaffrey, what he does for this offense and the things that he makes – Purdy do because of Purdy has so many weapons and Purdy let's do it. he is a great he is a great court he was a good quarterback you look at Kyrie you look at freaking guys in NFL you look at quarterback it's in Miami the system works and when you look at you look at you look at Green Bay the system works you look at a lot of these guys that come from Shanahan that tree the system and the offense work but Purdy executes it even better and so you look at his efficiency, it's second to none. But I, I, I do believe that Purdy or McCaffrey should get it. But I think when you think about a guy like Josh Allen, what he has to do for Buffalo, if you had Purdy on Buffalo, would Buffalo, would he, could he run? Could he do the things that Josh has to do? Scramble for the first down, run over people, throw the ball, do all the things that he has to do. So with, I'm just outside looking in. I really believe that Josh Allen has a chance at the MVP, the way that he's played and what he's meant to his team. He's had to play at that high of a level in order for Buffalo to be in this thing still. You know, I mean, it's not like there's a right or wrong answer. I mean, CMC is first in the NFL in rushing yards. He leads the NFL in scrimmage yards. He leads the NFL in yards after contact. He leads the NFL in 10-plus yard runs. The Niners are a run-first offense. Um, I mean, you know, it's there. It's like, he, you know, the 49ers um, are, you know, yards after the catch. You know, they're they're a dominating yards after the catch football team. They average 6.4 yards after the catch per completion. That's number one in the NFL. He's got a ton to do with that. and, you know, as far as the system quarterback, I mean, everybody runs a system. It's just a matter of how good of a system. Sure. Uh, every quarterback plays in some system. He, Brock Purdy's playing the best football in the NFL on the best team 
And I don't look at him as a creation of the system, but I, I just think that Brock is so great that he makes it look easy. And what I mean by that is just that there's nothing, when you watch him, you don't say, oh, wow, it's not readily apparent because he's not the guy with the broad shoulders who's 6'5", who just you know looks like the Kim's came out of central casting. He just doesn't look like that. But then you watch him, and you watch him, and you watch him, and you watch him, and you realize this guy's doing everything right. And um, his yards per attempt is 9.9. That's the third highest mark in the history of the NFL. I mean, that that's unbelievable. The guy who said dink and dunk, that guy should basically never be allowed to talk again. I mean, my God. I mean, he's the opposite of dink and dunk. He's the guy who basically is is uh, drives the ball down the field almost to a you know to a fault and then my 14 year old came up to me today and he said dad i got a great stat for you and i said okay just make sure you you check this one out right it's accurate and everybody's like yeah no it's accurate if you take (laughs) purdy's last six games and extrapolate that into a 17 game regular season so this is what he's doing right now the last six games um, and that includes the, the some of the losing streak. He's thrown for he, if you put it the, what he's done in the last six weeks, and you extrapolate that to a seventeen game regular season, it it it, it adds up to four thousand nine hundred ninety two passing yards, forty eight touchdowns, and six picks. Those are MVP numbers, man. He's playing his best when it matters the most. He's the betting favorite. Um, Purdy says CMC deserves it and that it's a team award. Uh, CMC says Purdy deserves it. Um, Lamar's got a chance to win it Sunday, Monday night. If he goes off, Steve Young last won it for the Niners. That was the last MVP in 1994. Um, I, I think Purdy deserves some award this year. Now, maybe it's the MVP. Maybe it's the offensive player of the year. Maybe it's the comeback player of the year. This guy did blow out his elbow in the offseason, didn't have an offseason, really, and, um, you know, had major surgery on the elbow. And what has he done this year? Um, he's he's ranked number one in almost every major category. He leads the NFL in QBR. He leads the NFL in yards per attempt. He leads the NFL in touchdown passes. He leads the NFL in touchdown-to-interception ratio. Digital Drew said it. He's the most efficient guy going. He's only had 27.4 pass attempts per game. That's 21st in the NFL. He's not even throwing it in the fourth quarter for the most part because of the team that he's on. And then the stat that really jumps out, and the reason I'm giving it to Purdy, the Elias Sports Bureau had this one today, and I got this straight from Nick Wagner on ESPN.com, so I'm stealing from Nick. Nick, if you're watching, I apologize for the theft. I owe you. There have been five quarterbacks in the history of the NFL that have led the league in yards per attempt and touchdown the in, touchdown to interception ratio since two, since 2000 in the last quarter century roughly. And the, and Purdy's number 5 on that list. The other four all did it. They all won the MVP. They all won the MVP. So this guy in my mind this guy's the MVP uh, for that reason alone. Hey Larry and, uh- and he's not oh, doing it. The, the other thing I was going to say is that the other thing about Brock that really I think doesn't nobody talks about, and it needs to be brought up. His people say, "Well, the numbers, 
it, it, he's a product of the system and Shanahan, and that's why his numbers are bloated. I would push back on that and say not only is, are his numbers not bloated, his numbers could be better. He only averages 5.4 pass attempts in the fourth quarter. He's only playing 12.6 snaps per game in the fourth quarter. You could make a strong, compelling argument that his numbers could be even better than they are if the Niners weren't shutting it down in the fourth quarter, running out the clock in these victories. So the Niners have won 10 of their last 11 games by double digits. They're not in tight games in the fourth quarter. So I, to me, that that right there, to me, Brock Purdy makes it look bet, makes it look easier than it is, and he's better than the stats, and the stats are damn good. So yeah, I, Larry, I, I'd give it uh, to Purdy. Go ahead, did you? I, I'm sorry. Totally agree. Uh, you know, Lo, you you had mentioned the weapons as well. I, I we've heard the game manager, and then we've heard the weapons. But on, on a couple streams over the last couple of days. When Mahomes has come up, people have said, well, yes, he's obviously the best quarterback in the NFL, but this year he doesn't have weapons. So he's not in the MVP conversation. So do weapons matter or do they not matter? So they, I, I'm, I'm a bit confused on how somebody could say, well, they ha- he has all these weapons. But then they say, but Mahomes, yeah, he doesn't have any weapons. It's like, okay, the, what do... Are, are you penalizing people for having weapons? Are you giving too much credit when they don't and and they're carrying a bunch of water for their team? I guess Lamar Jackson does a lot of that stuff, you know. Uh, but I I don't know. To me, that's a that's a tad confusing when you see the the uh, unfair comparisons, I guess, or the double speak in relation to what Purdy's doing. Oh, I, I totally agree. I think what Purdy's done is amazing. I think Purdy's. I think that now Purdy gives you an opportunity in NFL. See, I think the quarterback position, it's always been to me, I, I think people put more stock than what I'd like to put in it because everyone says, think about when the Niners, it was when they go, they were in the Super Bowl. Jimmy G, what he's done for the Niners. And he, they were running the ball 40 times a game. But everyone said, well, Jimmy G's the quarterback, so Jimmy gets the win. Quarterbacks get all the praise when you win and when you lose. Let's be real. It always goes to the quarterback. It's unfair. It's not right. It's it's lazy football and it's lazy commenting. I think when people when I hear people say, "Well, well, the quarterback," that's every team you always hear. It's always about the quarterback. I think it's lazy football. I think that people should not be able to say it when you have great defenses. When the Niners had a great defense, it should be more about the defense. But well, it was still it went to Jimmy G. Well, he's still game manager. Jimmy has to make these throws, so it's still Jimmy. Now you're in a situation with with Purdy. What for the three games that they lost? Did Purdy get? Did, you know, it's like, well, what happened with Purdy? He, well, guess what? Now they said he didn't have Trent. Oh, he didn't have Debo. So, what is it? So you didn't have your weapons. Yeah, Mahomes does. Mahomes have the receiver. Mahomes does not have a go-to receiver. If you put Debo on with with Mahomes, cancel Christmas. You have a tight end. That, <laughs> you have a tight end that is a chain mover but he's not a game changer. See, Kelsey is a chain mover. He'll get you 20 yards, 30 yards, but he's a chain mover. He's not a game changer. Debo is a game changer. McCaffrey is a game changer. Ayuk is a game changer. So it's a difference between game changers and game managers. So that's what I'm talking about, a quarterback. In all due respect, I'm not talking bad about Purdy because I think that what is <laughs> irrelevant, the, the way that he's been about this quarterback and about his business, this guy's got heart. He's got character. 
He understands football. I think Purdy is an MVP no matter what. He's an MVP person. His character, I think his belief in God and how he stays focused. I love the kid. But I do believe that you got to have talent. And I think what Purdy's done now is going to make teams understand you don't have to go out and spend a bunch of money on backup quarterbacks on the quarterback position if you can put talent around because if you want your team to be sustainable for years, this is how you build. Um, exactly. Digital Drew, we'll, we'll let you jump, but I just wanted to say, man, it's been a pleasure getting to know you this year on these uh, yes. these video calls. I love the video call segment, partially yeah. because of guys like yourself, um, but I just really, and I know Kev wanted to be here. He said, say hi to the, say hi to the fellows for me, but Merry Christmas and happy new year. Uh, what do you think of the, uh, Jesse, Jesse Naylor jumped in last second sports is Larry. The new background is fire. He says, let me find out. Lorenzo knows like I know JA 17 is that dude. Who's JA 17. Hello. Are you familiar with JA 17? No, help me out. Jesse, we low needs a low needs a hint. Help me out. Let me a hint. I don't know. Drew, come on. Drew, come on. Drew, you know everything. I know. Seriously, baby, you're Santa Claus. Come on. I, I, sack's empty, man. Oh, we're out of presents. I, Jesse, Jesse can jump jump back in the chat and give us some more more data. But by the way, I redid the studio. I'll put myself in the main main chair here. What do you think of this? What do you guys think of the studio? That's hot. Do that looks like amazing, the, man. With the hardwood, like, like the wood. Yeah, like it's it's like so it? clear. It almost looks like a fake background. I know, but it's I know real. it's real. It's real. Yeah. Not it's only that, um, Kev is. I think I don't know. Don't don't you know? I don't I don't want to say I've already looked under the tree, but um, Kev talked to my man Jesse. Jesse's got the last second sports neon. Kev may have ordered. A Krug show neon. Oh, so we may oh, up presents. here in the up here in the back wall. It's looking a little naked. It's looking a little bare. A little bare back there. But um, we may have a neon sign coming to add hey, add some juice. That's awesome. Hey, Larry, let me get out of here. I know you got a whole green room full of people. Finally, thank you for the blue cheese in the green room. I you listened. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, so the wings went down. If I go back there and it's nothing but your cigarette butts and dip cans and and the and the beer's all gone, I'm going to be pissed Drew, off. Larry, we, before Drew goes, I'm going to tell you, Drew, I even got more kudos, more respect for it. a guy that can swallow his chew and still maintain and still be pretty in the face and chew the whole time and swallow and not throw up. I mean, Drew, you are the friggin' man. <laughs> I, I I mean, I don't want to I don't want to give it away, but yeah, hey, there you go. Look at oh, you wow, going the whole time. I am bullshit. Uh, <laughs> is, is that a bandit? You know, because no, I interviewed Javon no. Kinlow the other day. I said, Javon, what do you, what do you, because he was working a dip. And yes, I said, let's, I, I said, let's finish. Yeah, he had a big yeah. lipper going. I said, well, Javon, you know, back in the day, I was a Copenhagen guy. Um, and, uh, and then I went from, from snuff to long cut just so I could do it. I could have it in while I broadcast. Right. And then a couple times I'd be doing shows, be like, Krug, are you dipping? And I'd be like, <laughs> what, what makes you think? What makes you think that? I always talk yeah. again. I always talk again. But um, but so I asked, I asked Javon. I said, "What are you dipping?" He's like, "I just bummed it from George." So he he, he goes, "I don't even know." He goes, "I go, give me what you know. What do you do? I mean, Green Greenlaw goes with a little grizzly, and he goes, you know, whatever. As long as as long as it's got a little wintergreen to it, 
So Javon's Javon likes anything as long as it's a little wintergreen. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got going there? Swedish it looks like bandit. It, it's Swedish nuss. It comes in little packets. It's uh, spitless, so you just sit it there and let it go. Just relax. So it's super chill. But uh, Larry, if you guys remember the greatest commercial of all time involving a great running back, I'll do the commercial. You guys give me the running back. Just a pinch between your cheek and gum is all you need for true comfort. He was on the he was on the beach, and he and he took a dip, and he said, "Just a pinch between your cheek and gum is all you need for true comfort." That wasn't. Zonka, I'll give you was one. No, I'll give you. I'll give you one hint. He he comes from Tyler, Texas. Oh, I know. The running back. Yes, Earl Pearl. Earl Campbell. Earl, Earl Campbell. Campbell. Oh, yeah. I so got Tyler. you, baby. Ding 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 ding. There we go. <laughs> How about this? I I I was thinking about this the other day. Oh, uh, uh, wait a second. J A is Josh Allen. J A seventeen is Josh Allen. Ah. Um, so we want Lowe's thoughts on that. But but first, let me just say this. Could you imagine a world where you did the tush push and you had Low Neal and Earl Campbell in the backfield? First of all, why the hell would you ever do the tush push if you had those guys <laughs> in the backfield? But could you imagine an Ur, uh, a Low Neal uh, lead blocker for, for Earl Campbell? Oh, my goodness. I mean, Pancakes for days. Pancakes I mean, it would just for days. You would every defender would turn and run. It would be like they would be like that that DB who was going against Trent Williams a month ago. That he oh. turned and ran. Oh. Seriously, Earl was an Earl. Yeah. Earl was. He makes the power back of power backs of this era look like scat backs. Yes, Agreed. you know, right? Oh yeah. I mean, he's just sure. ridiculous with the jersey getting ripped off, and he's <laughs> and he's putting his head down, and he's barreling through, dudes. Yes, he would run through your chest. Earl the Pearl was absolutely a monster. Unbelievable, the Tyler Rose. Um, yeah. But Drew, go ahead. I'll give you final word. Merry Christmas, yeah. Happy New Year. Thanks for jumping in on these calls. Uh, I, thanks for having me, Larry. It's been a, an amazing year, uh, I, and we get to top it off meeting a future Hall of Famer here in Lorenzo Neal. Uh, so it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, you guys have an amazing holiday. Have a wonderful new year. Hope everything goes great. Can't wait to do this again. Everybody in the chat, have a Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. Hope everything goes well. And go Niners. There you go. Digital Drew, appreciate you. Um, by the way, we've been doing this whole show. I don't even have my regular brand, my regular rap. Here it is. The overlay. Wait a second. One, two, three. Look at that. Thanks to our sponsors, by the way, New York style Italian sausage. The only kind of Italian sausage that I will eat is New York style Italian sausage. Thanks to Pig and a Pickle, uh, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week. MarinAutoglass.com. Jimbo says, God, I love Earl Campbell. He was my favorite player. Oh, my God. He was so many people's favorite player. MarinAutoglass.com is one of my favorite companies as well. 415-883-3030. You shatter a windshield. You're in the bay. You need someone to come out, pop out the old windshield, pop in a new one, glaze it all together, uh, sweep away the glass. Marin Autoglass, my man Saeed, uh, is a great guy, and he is a sponsor of the Krug Show. And then, of course, thanks to Underdog and Mojo Fantasy. Check the link in the description. Use the promo code Krug and they will match you up to your first $100.
Uh, Chris Barber says, got room for me, Larry? Absolutely. Just off, just off work. Just got off 100. Come on in, Chris. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to keep it rolling. But now we're going to go to a man in Indianapolis. We get out to the heartland. I see him smiling in the green room. Lo, this is a man who puts in long hours working at Kohl's. He's working at Kohl's. This is a man who told us that he was not going to get in trouble from his boss. And we'll find out. Does he still work at Kohl's? Hey, Alan from, from Kohl's in Indianapolis. How are you, Alan? Good. How are you, Larry? Doing great. Say hi to the great future Hall of Famer, Lo Neal. It's an honor, man, to be in the same atmosphere as with you, man. Yeah. Appreciate honor, you, man. man. Now, oh, where are you tonight? Are you at Lowe's? Are you at are you at Kohl's? Actually, no, there is no work today at Kohl's. So they gave us, you know, time off to, th today. We left early around 10 o'clock. It was kind of nice. Good for you. No you, still, yeah. you still have the job. Yes, sir. I was, okay, that's I was why, a little worried. Why, I, was a little you know, worried. I, I wanted to get, you know, I know you probably was worried. And, I was. I was a little know. worried because his boss came up and told him that he shouldn't <laughs> be watching the show. While he's on the, yeah, he was working. Yeah. On what well, is yeah, your job? You're, you're in Holt, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Muncie, and what part of Indiana? Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, Indi Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, okay. I used to come out there down there, in Lafayette, Indiana. My son Bo really? down. I was up there. That's right. Lowe's kid played uh, D line for Purdue. He's a boilermaker. Boilermaker. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of boilermakers. There we go. There we go. Oh, shoot. I'm glad you're a fan of Big Larry because Larry's the man. You're a fan of the Niners, too. I'm bang, bang, Niner game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, that's that's first come right there. Man. That's the first team we root for. And then, you know, you got to blend in sometimes where you're not home field advantage type stuff. So you got to blend in a little bit. So what's, your, what's your thought? What's your thought, Alan, on, on Niners Ravens on Christmas night? I'm looking forward to it. Lowe's looking forward to it. We're going to do the pregame on the radio locally. Uh, and then we're going to sit there and watch this thing. And man, I can't wait. To be what honest, you Larry, with all this going on, I'm, I'm having my feet up, relaxing. Whatever happens this Sunday, uh, whatever happens on Monday, happens on Monday because we got that little cushion. I feel, I feel more. A threatened, I, I feel like you could say with the Rams because how they've been picking up steam and stuff, like how they've been playing as a group more than the Ravens. But um, I feel like this game's gonna be more on Brock Purdy. Maybe this is where he gets his MVP. But I feel like the, the whole MVP conversation, I do think McCaffrey should win the MVP. Hey, you know what? I'm not, you know, it's it, it's uh, these guys, you know, it's they're great players. I mean, McCaffrey is, is the, is the run is the, you know, the running back in a dominant rushing attack. My, my question would be to you guys on, on McCaffrey. I love McCaffrey. I think he's tremendous. Is he even their best weapon? I mean, look who's lit it up. Not, the last three weeks. It's been, man, it's been he's the putting up monster numbers, monster numbers though. Larry, and what about like, yeah, but like you notice with those receivers, like they go, they have their on and off. Like you notice, Ayuk has been not having that much esteem as like what he had early in the year, compared to what Debo is now. Like now it's Debo lifting up the, the receiving core and stuff. You know, they, I feel like those those two flip flop. But I feel like McCaffrey is consistent throughout those targets and stuff. Uh, um, Lorenzo, if you can ask him a question. What's that? So Somebody my dad wanted in? to ask. A, my dad wanted to ask a question for Lorenzo. Can we? Can he? Can he put himself on camera? Can we see what your what pops yeah, looks yeah, like? Yeah. yeah. Al, wow. Mr. Allen. <laughs> Lorenzo Neal. There he man. is. 
What's up, baby? What's the word? He said, what's the word? I just wanted to know if you still make your sausage. Oh, yeah. You remember that old sausage? I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm down here in Fresno. I always got some good sausage, man. Oh, oh good place down here. Or something we can go do to get it? What's that? He said, you got a website that they can go to order it. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you guys know. I'm going to come out. Me, me and Larry's going to work on some stuff. Me and Larry's going to come up with something that's going to be out of this world. You guys watch. Keep, keep tuning in. We'll let you guys know. We will. And we yeah. appreciate it. We'll be here every moment you do. Thank you, Alan, brother. Alan, make sure uh, you stay with the show. And then uh, as soon as we get some word on low, when where you can order the, the famous Low Neal sausage, we'll bring it to you. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man, because... My dad told me about that, and I was like, I never knew about that. And he's like, Yeah, he he got some he got some heat going on. I said, like, Okay, Thank you. I had to ask about that. Are you guys dining right now? Where are you guys in a restaurant? Yeah, we're at Denny's right now. You know, enjoying our moons over my hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you, what what are you guys ordering? Can you tell us what? Can you share with us the so, order? Me. And my mom got a sampler because we we didn't want nothing too heavy. Like we know the pancakes and stuff that that's a little too heavy for especially you know, at it's midnight. Late. Yeah, so we got something a little like a little sampler, and then my dad got a a burger with some onion onion rings. There you go, there you go. Well, hey guys, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and 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 Alan, keep calling us. We we we'd love to hear from you on Wednesday nights and. Uh, as soon as we get some uh, some update on where you can order the the Loneal, uh Fresno sausage, we'll we'll throw it your way, brother. You know, I appreciate you guys having me. Have a good Christmas and maybe New Year's if I don't, you know, get on that that next week's Wednesday. You know, tell, tell them to show up over here. We'll we'll get them. We'll get them. Food. We already told. We discussed this. Ain't that right, Larry? That's right. You said so I can come in and you'll host me. Yep, yep, yes, sir. Lunch through dinner. Yeah, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We got you. Appreciate you, Alan. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and your Same family. You guys. Uh, any guys come on, man, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did Pop say? You say what? You say what did you Tell him I need to get that John Hancock thing. He said he needs a John Hancock <laughs> from Larry's <Lourdes and> New <laughs> We can work on that. Alan, have a great night, man. Appreciate you. You too, Larry. Thank you very much, Larry. There you go. Cheers. The great Alan. From they Coles mean, in Indianapolis. Have, I tell you, man, Larry, they, they love you. My buddy just texted me, Chaman Gill, out of, uh, shoot, he's up the street past Stockton, Lodi. He's like, man, I love listening to Larry's show. He's uh, always talking about you, Chaman Gill. He said, hey, anytime you need some some help, he's got you. He's going to hook you up, man. Larry, the pellets, you know, that's how your boy's getting all swole. He said he's got you with the pellets, got some money for you. He's got you, man. Trust me. Look, look they, at they that. I, I appreciate that. Uh, we got this one from Ramel Ramos. He says, "Moons over Miami, with the sampler fire." Uh, <laughs> all right, we got a couple more we got to get to here. We got this super chat from Blake Blake Kirschenman. He says, "Lorenzo going to have to start fullback school on on YouTube." Are you familiar with um, uh, JT O'Sullivan's quarterback school on YouTube? Pretty good little breakdown. Have you, have you thought about breaking down film low at all you know on uh, on YouTube? Larry, we're going to do something. You know what? I, like I, I've been telling you, I, I like your style. I love working with you, Larry. I think there's a bunch of things that we can do. I think there's a there's great some. little fullback thing that we can do. Because get always people reaching out, and there's some opportunities out there. But, uh, man, I just I, – I, I love being able to serve. That's what it's about for me. And just like uh, being able to jump on. Like I was looking at this game, Baltimore – 
I, the reason why I wanted to jump on two because Baltimore, they carry a fullback. The Niners carry a fullback. These are two of the teams that carry a fullback that like to get downhill, like to be physical. It's one team that played for played for Baltimore, you know, and cover the Niners. So this is a game that has some some ties to me and, you know, excited about it. You know, I'm going to be there, you know, get to see hardball. You know, hopefully you and I will be able to get over there, get to the stadium and be able to talk to some of those cats and see some of those guys and, you know, just to see the impact this game is going to have on the National Football League. I mean, this is a game that showcases. This is a game that could pre- possibly be a preview of the Super Bowl. But we know for sure, Sunday, this is the number one team in the AFC and the number one team in the NFC. So regardless of what happens in the future, we know right now that Monday, the two number one teams in each conference is playing. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, by the way, you know, Chris Forster brought you up this week or last week. Did you hear that at all? No, well, Chris, that's my guy from Tampa, Chris Forster, baby. Yeah. So when did you guys cross paths in well, Tampa? Chris, yeah. Chris was the, you know, online coach and stuff in, in, in Tampa. I've been knowing Chris for years. You know, man. Yeah. He, he brought you up and I'm not forget exactly sure the context. Uh, maybe he might've been talking about the late Frank Wychick. Um, I'm not sure if it was, he with you was Chris and you, did you guys cross paths in Tennessee at all? No, but he, but no. he, but I mean, but he knew Frank and, you know, yeah. you know how small the league it's a, is. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood. Yeah. Um, Chris though, what do you think of the 49er offensive line, by the way? I mean, you know, think, the Niner offensive line, I think if you talk to most people though, they would say that is the 49ers number one weakness is their offensive line. Uh, Purdy, I think, you know, it's got all these great stats, but I think the Niners are maybe like 25th in offensive line or O-line, uh, uh, pass block win rate. Um, what do you think of the Niner O line? You got big Trent Williams at left tackle. McKivitz at right tackle gets a lot of criticism. Big John Feliciano, the veteran, I think is probably their best option at right guard over the kid Burford. And then you got Brendel, who's you know two eighty five, very smart at center. He's not a big guy, but he's but he's smart. And then you've got Aaron Banks, who I think is a you know a tremendous young player. Uh, who's just really getting better and better and better? Second round pick at Notre Dame. What do you think of the Niner O line? Well, I, you know what? I think that they get a criticism, but I think they understand the criticism that they get. But that's why I think that Chris does a great job of getting that unit. You look at continuity. You're one of the worst offensive lines in football, and why you might have two guys on what side of the ball that may be MVP. You're one of the worst teams in football, supposed to be worst offensive line in football, but why are you leading almost the league in every offensive category as far as scoring, running the ball, passing the ball? But you're supposed to be that worst offensive line. So think about that. That's what I say when you look at this offense and think about Cal Shanahan and the coaches and the things that he's done. Look what that leads, though. That, isn't that pretty amazing, though? Think about that, Larry. The things that I just stated, but look where you're in your offensive line supposed to be that bad. But look what you look what look what's in front of you and where your 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 two of the offensive players are rated. Right, exactly. And it's like I kind of feel like the offensive line has got kind of a bad, kind of a bad uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they're as bad as people think they are. Uh, I mean, I, we know Trent's the standard bearer, but but I mean the rest of those guys, I think the left side of the line with uh, Banks and, and Williams is really good. I think they could be a little bit more stout at center. Yeah. Um, and I thought Feliciano, if he was going to slate in, would have slated in at center for Brendel. 
but they're playing him at guard. I asked John about where he's most comfortable. He says he's played more at guard than at center, so he's more comfortable at guard. And he his 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 numbers as a pass blocker are really good at guard. Um, I, I think if I were the Niners, I might just lean on Feliciano the rest of the way and let Burford play off the bench. But they like Burford, and 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 I and Burford's smart. Uh, he's getting better, but man, I mean, I just think that uh, you know, Big John Feliciano is a little bit more dependable as a pass protector. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I, I think that you have to just. I think I would stay with. I would stay with it as well, just because of continuity. But I think you let guys get, continue to get he- healthy and well and plug and play. But right now, if it's not broke, don't fix it. This offense has been steaming. It's been moving pretty well. I had a question. I know for you. I know we're gonna wrap up, but I had a question. Yeah. When when you think about the offense, and I know people don't like to say systems. Cause I know people get away from that, and they want to talk about hey, this, that, and the other. But what do you contribute, Debo, wide open, no one covers him? What do you consider McCaffrey, wide open, no one covers him? What do you consider when you see different things happen to your naked eye and you think about the individuals that, that it happens to and for? Is it system? Is it being lucky? Is it breakdown? Because it happens a lot. What is it, in your opinion, it's Purdy, Shanahan? So – those are some of the things that I have to look at as a guy just trying to understand this offense and just the whole scheme of things. What do you contribute to? Well, I mean, you know, at, at the core, offensive football is about creating space. And when you have a whole bevy of weapons and you have great play design, um, there's always potential for the busted play. I mean, you ha- you're just stretching an offense, you know, so much of Shanahan. If you look at the motion, the pre-snap motion, the shifting, um, you know, they, they get the defense flowing one direction and then they come back the other way. And it's just, it, they make you defend the width of the field in, in the red zone. And that's what I see as far as that Debo one that you're talking about is that a lot of the actions pre-snap, a lot of the eye candy, as Shanahan likes to describe, is going the other way. And then you got Debo coming out, and it doesn't look like he's running with purpose, and he's on the far side of the formation. All of a sudden, they flip it out to him, um, and he's wide freaking open, and he just, you just, you know, it's just a, it's an easy, it looks easy. So I think some of it's probably play design. Some of it are, are is the execution by the quarterback on the play fakes. I mean, Brock is really good at that. Some of it is the is the fact that all five eligibles are really good, and so you got to account for all these guys. Right. And I just think that that all it takes, you know, is if the other thing is you've got a guy in in Brock that recognizes, you know, when there's mismatches and when there's subtleties. I mean, he mentioned the other day he saw one of the safeties look flat footed coming out of the huddle, and he went to the guy that he that was basically in that safety zone because he had saw the kind of the flat footed nature and saw a player that was unprepared to play coverage. So, you know, that's high end stuff, man. That's QB 5.0. I mean, that's, that's veteran stuff. That's not what you expect out of your second year quarterback. So I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, you know, the way it goes, it's like, if we actually rolled the film back and forth, we would discover that on this play, it was play design. And on that play, it was, you know, um, 
you know, a, a defensive breakdown. Here it was due to the play fake. I mean, we saw Debo on the tunnel screen against Philly go the distance because of a play fake on the backside halfback right. toss right. to McCaffrey, where he, you know, really carried it out um, expertly. And the linebacker, Ellis, took four bad steps and uh, couldn't get back in time and was on the on the waiver wire the next day. Yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of shows you the how how ruthless the NFL at its core is at the bottom of the at the bottom of the pecking order. A couple last thoughts before we get out of here. Shades by Chardal says, Larry, can you ask Lonia what he thinks of 315 pound fullback Patrick Ricard uh, with uh, with Baltimore? What do you what do you think of the way Baltimore is using these basically offensive linemen as as fullbacks in the backfield? Yeah, I like Big Ricard. 315 pounds, number 42. I see this guy back there. They put him on the tie as a tight end at 12 personnel. They put him in the backfield also and got him some wham blocking. I see him running power with him. I think that you know, you look at you see what they want to do. They want to be physical. So Ricard, you know, he's a big body, can move pretty well for a big man. Um, you know, you don't want him running the ball, you don't want him necessarily catching the ball, but he he's a big guy. He's a lineman in the backfield and he does a great job in space blocking guys so baltimore you know what they want to do they their offense is a little barbaric at times sometimes it sputters it can be not consistent but i tell you they're a physical offense and i like uh, a couple people on the comments about the studio james says larry i like the look of the wood finish thank you car sard four nines is already missing the carpet on the walls krug yeah come on um yeah i'm sure you are I got a couple more supers here, and then I got one main question I want to ask you, and then we'll get jump. Lester San Jose, the skeptic tank, uh, member for two months. Thank you. He says, LOL, I still remember seeing LT on those on those uh, Caldera Spa commercials in San Diego. Uh, Were you ever approached by local businesses to do ads uh, while you played for the Chargers? Absolutely. Did some down there in Diego. Had a, quite, quite a few little ads out there in Diego. but. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I'm, this is Low Neal for Trophies Sports Bar. Yeah. I could see I could see that. There we go, trophies, there we go. But Mission no. Valley. Go come out to Mission Valley. The Mission Valley, man. I, you know what? It was it was a lot of fun in those days watching guys and doing little local stuff, some whether it's commercials or radio spots, but uh I, I just I, I tell you, Cooks, man, I, I just miss the game, being on the field. Moments like these and being able to watch these guys get ready to go on Sunday, Monday, rather, is going to be just uh, unbelievable. Just the NFL, where it's at, and, and the state of the NFC, the AFC. Football's great right now. Two last chats, and then we'll hit one question, and we'll jet. NL, NLSFC 96. Brock came back from 10 down in the third quarter against a motivated Raiders team last year, forced the OT. He knows how to win and is not a system quarterback. Okay, there you go. Thank you, sir. And Digital Drew, who was with us before, member for 10 months. Thank you, Digital. He says, forgot to mention, if Lowe and Larry are ever in Chicago, hit me up, dinner on me, and we can tour the studio and see where the Mortal Kombat sausage is made. I Digital love it. Digital Drew, you got a deal on that one. Um, okay, last question before we jet. Um, you, we already talked a little bit about the defensive tackles. Kalia Davis today put on season-ending IR. He's got a he's got a high ankle sprain. He's you know can't play anymore this year. Um, Eric Armstead is dinged up. He's got a he's got a plantar fasciitis. He's got a little bit of a knee problem. You've got um, Javon Hargrave. He's got a hammy, and those things are, are recurring. 
So you, all you have left is Kevin Givens and you've got J- big uh, Javon Kinlaw and they're both playing well, but they need depth. Would you go sign Ndamukong Sue? Um, supposedly he's yet to work out for the Niners. He played for Chris Kosarek, um, you know, in Detroit. I, you know, I was talking to Grant Cohn about this earlier today about, he thinks that maybe Kosarek doesn't, maybe doesn't want Sue for some reason because he knows him. And for whatever reason, if he could, if he, you know, he's been out there on the beach for a while now, what do you think? What, what do you think of Sue? What do you think of, of the 49ers going and signing Sue to try to get to the finish line up front on their D line. Well, you're going to sign someone. You put one on, on IR, so you're going to go after someone. I think the best thing to do is bring him in. I would bring in any. I would. I would look at certain guys on the depth chart. I know that's what John Lynch is going to do, and see who's out there and see what they can do, and bring in some guys and just work them out. But Sue's a guy that you bring in and just for the workout because you know that he knows how to play football. He knows how to play in spurts. What can you get out of Sue? Especially you're talking about, you know, teams that are going to try to run the ball against you. So, yeah, I think you look at it and you bring him in. If he sees that he has it and you think you can get him ready to go for this push, you bring him in. What does it hurt if you bring him in for a week or two and it's like, okay, it didn't work out, then you say goodbye and go try to find someone else. So I don't think it necessarily hurts the Niners. Can one guy ruin a, a locker room chemistry if he's <laughs> got the wrong personality? Or is that is that not... You have to be – it takes more than one guy. What do, what do you think? Oh, I think that's a great question. I think the biggest thing, though, Larry, you know that just as well as I do. I got a guy now. I got 71 reasons why you ain't going to ruin that locker room. And I got Devo, and I got number 71. I know Sue's a tough guy. I know things – how Sue's attitude could be. But do you think Big Trent's going to let Sue come in there and, and, and ruin it? It's too many you, – you, it's too many guys on that team. It's too many leaders – you know, huge check, you know, the tight end, Kittle. There's too many guys on that team. You know, you're, you're the linebacker, the middle inside linebacker. You you know, Fred Warner. Fred Warner, you yeah. Know, there's no way one guy can come in here and ruin this because if they heard him say something or do things that would be detrimental to the team, do you know how quick he would be cut the next day? This team is too niche, too close, so no. Sue could not be a cancer on this 49ers team. Um, and of course, everybody needs to check us out. We'll be on 95, seven, the game three o'clock on Christmas. That's three o'clock Pacific. Uh, that's, you know, eight, six o'clock Eastern five o'clock central. Um, one question that I will be asking you on the pregame show. We'll finish the stream with this one. What do the Ravens need to do to beat the Niners? What's the key to victory over the Ravens on Christmas night, Low? Well, I think what the Ravens need to do is do what they do is that's run the ball. If they're going to come out, I think that you, I think if I'm the Ravens, I'm looking, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I want to scare the the Niners. And so I want to be physical and to say, I'm going to make this game ugly. Want to cut defensive line, cut defensive linemen, get them on the ground. I want to make it physical to make them say, God, is this worth it? Make them un- what, see if they want to play football. That's what they would have to do is come out and establish the run game, be physical, and try to out-physical the 49ers, which is hard to do because the Niners, who they are as, as people. But then would Cal Shanahan see what's going on and say, is it worth it? So I think that's the, the mindset of the Raven is to come out and play fast and try to play physical. That's what they're going to try to do to the Niners. But, you know, the Niners, they're up for it. 
Um, also, a couple last ones in the chat, and then we're jetting. We got this one from Andrew Martinez. He says, I met Lorenzo Neal in Lamore. He signed a napkin for me. I still have got it. That's very cool. Ah, it's very man. cool. TZ says the key to the game is win the turnover battle and stop the run. Agreed. And stay greasy, says my mother-in-law, said she knows Lorenzo's mom back from high school. Um, LOL. So there how about that? They, know, they that? know about us in the big L town, baby. Lee Moore. Oh, man. Hey, Lo, thanks for you know taking so much time. We, we you know Usually we keep these to about an hour. We had some technical difficulties, so we went an hour and a half. Thank your lady for being patient with us. I know you probably got other plans for the rest of the night. I'd love to... Uh, to do a regular hit with you on YouTube, brother, anytime. I mean, you and I can chop it up and talk ball, talk life, talk anything. And I'd really always enjoy our conversations. And I look forward to introducing you on Sunday for the first time to my oldest son, Kevin. He'll be at our broadcast. He's going to, he's basically going to be our engineer. He's going to set the whole thing up for us. Great. Um, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. We'll see you on Christmas night yep. um, at, uh, at 3 PM Pacific for a little, two-hour lead-in to uh, Niners-Ravens. And uh, I'll just say one last one. Oh, there you go. Look at that beautiful dog. Yes, and he, that's Dexter. Dexter. Dexter looks like a big – that's a big dog. He is a big boy. He's a big that, boy. That Absolutely. is a big dog. One dog or multiple dogs? Oh, just one. Just one. Well, I, I just one. He's the best. Well, I'll tell you, I am looking forward to meeting your son. Looking forward to hanging out with you, Larry. Merry Christmas, everyone. Larry, thanks for having me a part of your show. Looking forward to doing, you know, in the future, get, hanging out with you once a week and being able to talk some X's and O's, man. You're the best. And Merry Christmas. And uh, let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. We'll see you Sunday. Thanks again, Lo. Have a great night. No worries. Cheers. The great Lo Neal. Um, I'm sorry we had technical difficulties off the start, folks, but man, I love Lo Neal. I love talking ball with Lo Neal. Um, he's a great spirit. He's a great, he's got great knowledge. He's a tremendous people person when people come up to him and he's just, he's always got time for people. He's always makes it, puts them in a good mood. Um, it's just, he's a great guy to work with. So, uh, very cool. Big Mo easy in the chat says, Merry Christmas and happy new year to everyone. Thank you, big Mo. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> what, what do we go? We big Mo easy says, he says, low Neil, you're the man. Appreciate you having me on the show, Larry. Purdy Prophet. There you go. Digital Drew says, my dog's name is Dexter, too, but it's a boxer. There you go, Digital. Uh, appreciate everybody in the chat. Thanks to everybody who uh, sponsors the show as well. Let's mention our sponsors one last time. We have some new sponsors as well. We're, of course, brought to you by New York-style Italian sausage. The only kind of Italian sausage that I will eat is New York-style Italian sausage. Check it out in your grocery store. It is phenomenal, whether it's the chorizo, the breakfast sausage, the Italian mild, the Italian spicy. I love me some New York-style Italian sausage, especially on the grill. We're brought to you by Marin Autoglass, 883, um, or 415-883-3030. You break a windshield uh, and you need it replaced, they will come out to your home and uh, change that thing out for you, sweep away the old stuff, um, you know, put you in, in a great situation, and that's really what it's about. You want to make sure that you're, that you're, you know, that something like that happens, and you're sitting there, and you're like, oh, man, that sucks. You know, it's like we just, we had the windshield, and all of a sudden, we get it shattered, and it's happening a lot around the bay. So 
there's an awful lot of people that have sadly have had their windshield kind of come and go. Um, and Marin Autoglass can take that horrible day and make it a lot less horrible by just coming right out to where your car is at, popping in the windshield, popping out the old one, glazing it up and, and uh, making sure that you're on your way. And then, of course, thanks to Underdog Fantasy and Mojo Fantasy, check the link in the description. Use that promo code KRUG, and they will match you up to $100. All right, what do we got cooking the rest of the week on the channel? And I want to go through the schedule here because we do have kind of a lot of things going on on the channel. Um, Okay, so today is our Wednesday, and normally I would have been at Niners today, but... Niners because of the Monday night game, there's their schedule is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I will be um, down in Santa Clara tomorrow. So busy day tomorrow on the channel. Um, I'll be in Santa Clara for the Kyle Shanahan press conference at 1130. We'll be bringing you sights and sounds from 49er camp uh, tomorrow on YouTube. Also tomorrow night at 630, uh, the big show, Jesse and the coach sitting in for Vish. Uh, that's at 630 tomorrow night. 3.30 tomorrow, I'm going to be taping a segment with uh, Lindsey Polaris and Brianna McDonald from the 49ers, a little uh, podcast that you can hear on Friday, doing that tomorrow. Also tomorrow afternoon, we're going to do a bowl preview with my good friend Bruce Marshall, who used to work for the Gold Sheet, now works for Action Sports Network. And uh, so we'll talk a little college football and some of the prospects that 49er fans may be looking forward to seeing during the college bowl season that's on thursday so we got a busy day tomorrow oh and then also tomorrow night at 5 30 before the big show uh jeff rebiak um or maybe rabiak i believe the silent z he is the ravens beat writer for the athletic and he does great stuff he really does so 5 30 tomorrow i'm going to stream with jeff for about 45 minutes to an hour and we'll do a whole preview uh, kind of a behind enemy lines deal with Jeff, and we'll break down Niners Ravens in advance of Monday. So that's a big Thursday. We got a big, big Thursday. Then on Friday, 8 a.m., Damon Bruce will be in the house. We'll do a, a 49er wake up with, or Niner wake up with Damon Bruce. And then Chase Sr. will be back at 1045 on Friday for a little, uh, little breakdown with Chase Sr. And then for those of you who follow me on the radio, I'm going to be filling in on 95.7 The Game on Friday, I believe, either with Mark Willard, uh, with Dan Dibley, or for Mark Willard, um, or for Dan Dibley with Mark Willard. But I'll be there. I'm not sure who's co-hosting with me, but I'll be there Friday on uh, Afternoon Drive with Mark Willard or Dan Dibley. So check me out 2 to 6 on Friday on 95.7 The Game. Saturday is the 23rd. We're getting close to the holiday. The coach will be in the house for our regular hit on Saturday morning at 9 West Coast. Uh, Sunday, of course, is Christmas Eve. And um, I will not be streaming, guys. I will not be streaming on Christmas Eve day. I've got uh, family obligations and all that. So so let me just say to all you guys, you know, and I'll say it a few times between now and, uh, and, and Sunday, but Merry Christmas to everybody and Happy New Year. Uh, it's really been a pleasure to to be in the YouTube space, get to know the YouTube audience and um, and to just, you know, live stream. I mean, do you know, getting a chance to live stream with my buddies, almost every single person that I live stream with is like a close personal friend um, at this point. I almost consider them family. So 
Really looking forward to a great 2024 on YouTube and growing the channel that much more. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. So have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you're out on the roads, drive safe. God knows people, you know, they drink a lot during the holidays and sometimes they get out on the road and God knows terrible things happen when that equation uh, is like that. So do what you can to avoid, uh, you know, the drunk drivers out there and and stay safe on the roads and and have a very a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year and a very safe holiday season. And then uh, Monday is game day. That's Christmas Day. Um, I'm going to be celebrating Christmas morning with my family. And then um, right around midday, me and Kev, Kev's going to be the fill-in producer on 95.7 The Game. We'll head down to Santa Clara. We'll be at the Santa Clara Hilton from uh, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. with with the great Lo Neal, who you just enjoyed tonight. Um, talking Niners and Ravens and doing the two-hour pregame on 95.7 The Game. When the game's over, we'll do a post-game show with the whole crew, anybody that can join us. And, of course, Kev will be in the house for the postgame. Um, one other thing I just wanted to say is, like, the channel is absolutely exploding. Um, I had no idea when we did this two years ago that it would grow this fast or um, be this fun. But it has been a ton of fun. And the channel has grown way faster than I ever anticipated it would. We are sitting tonight at 31,000, 31,737 subs. So I was hoping to get to 30,000 by Super Bowl Sunday. Now we're hoping to get to 40 or 50,000 by Super Bowl Sunday. Um, We've had almost 3 million views of our content this month. And I mean, it's just, I'm just humbled when I hear it, when I see those numbers, 3 million views. I mean, I'm just, it's amazing. Almost 300,000 total watch time hours on the, of Krug show content in the last four weeks alone. We've added nearly 4,000 subs in the last month alone. So I just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to put out as good a content as we can. We're trying to stream with the people that we think you guys care about. We're trying to talk a lot of football with during Niner season, um, and sporadically jump in on the Niners and and on the uh, Warriors and the, and the Giants and talk about, you know, talk about those teams when they're hot and, and then things are really happening over there. Um, but thanks to everybody, because that is unbelievable. If you had told me that, I'd be sitting here less than two years into this venture and that we would have, you know, over 30,000 subs and adding, you know, three to 4,000 a month. I would have said, no way, no way. It's, it's just not going to, it's, it's just, there's no way that you could, that the channel could grow that fast and it could be that popular, but it is, and it has been. And I just want to say, uh, it's been a real joy working with my son, Kevin, uh, my oldest son, and uh, he he kicks me in the butt every day and says, Dad, do this, do this, do that, do this. And I, I really appreciate him for doing that. So uh, Dusty Gold says, doing a great job. Been a good two years, Larry. Thank you. 916 underscore 49er. Larry, a.k.a. Hustle Man. Teasy. <laughs> Teasy says, imagine how fast you would have grown if you weren't lazy, boy. I love you, boy, but you're fucking lazy. Um, Kyle McKinnon, that's a Biller Bannock, uh, ode to my mentor, Biller Bannock. He used to say that to me all the time. 
I love you, boy, but you're effing lazy. Uh, Kyle McKiernan says, I'll be in San Diego watching the game. Awesome. That's awesome, Kyle. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Khalid Rice is good work, Larry. Thank you, Khalid. Appreciate that. Ramel Ramos says, Merry Christmas, Larry. Love listening to the content. Have a safe holiday. Um, yeah, just thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody. Dusty Gold says, you get it, Krug. Um, we got this one from Tease. He says, 49,000 subs by Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Digital Drew says, I called it over a year ago, 40,000 subs by the end of the season. That would be absolutely amazing. Um, and then Kyle McKiernan drops this one in. He says, how did I? He says, my dad, me, and both my brothers were all born in San Francisco. My mom lived there for 25 years with my dad until they started having kids. Me, easy answer. Uh, it says, easy answer for me, Chardal. Always referring to something that Chardal put in the chat. And Chardal, good to see you. Good to see you in the chat. Jesse was in the chat earlier. Um, so anyway, hey, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to the sponsors. Um, have a great night, everybody, and and appreciate you supporting the Krug Show. Thank you very much for supporting the Krug Show. Until tomorrow, peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for.